At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Warm up from below. Welcome to Lovely Las Vegas for Ghosts and Ghost Eats with myself, Craig Eats Peters. And now we're part of the Decent Family Podcast. Got a great podcast for you. We haven't been getting a lot of news and notes in college basketball, so we're going to have a two part conversation and we're going to be doing that with our good friend Connor Hope. He does a great job over there at Heat Check CBB. We're going to be chatting with him about what we're seeing in really mid major college basketball right now. We wound up seeing the whack going to a little bit of a system in which they're going to be using Ken Palm rankings to decide their conference tournament seating. We're going to take a look at that, see if there's going to be other conferences that wind up following suit, and talk about how other conferences have been trying to protect some of their top teams in terms of their conference tournament, try to get them into the NCAA tournament, and really how some of these West Coast teams have been able to poach the Pac-12 of some of their talent as well. And if there is going to be a conference really that is outside the power six, that is not really the Atlantic 10 aside from like Gonzaga and things like that. That is a chance of being able to get multiple teams into the NCAA tournament as well. So we're going to be having a great chat with Connor. And if you do have a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters CM, they mean does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline and the other way is via an Apple podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Find that five-star review. Really did not wind up getting in any Twitter questions today. And next conference preview is most likely going to be, I would say, like Tuesday slash Wednesday of next week. We're going to be looking at the Metro Atlantic. Wound up having a little bit of a busy week with filling in on the look at So wound up doing just a little bit of legwork and trying to get some of those interviews all taken care of for those conference previews. So wound up doing a lot of that. And conference previews should be back in full force really towards the beginning part of the next week. And then we wind up taking a look at the other Mac from there. The Missouri Valley is going to be coming relatively soon. Might wind up actually doing the Missouri Valley before the normal Mac with 1A on it as well. So we've got a lot coming up on the show, including a great chat with Connor Hope next right here on Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Craig Hoops Peterson, now part of the Mason Family Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host. 
Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're 
back here in lovely Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Eves Peterson, now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast, and it is great to be joined by Connor Hope. This man does absolutely amazing work over there at Heat Check CBB. He is the co-host of the Hope and Rolf Podcast, which you're able to find wherever you get this podcast, but I know like Connor and Brian, who actually joined this podcast a few days ago as well, both of these guys do amazing work. They're going to be doing a little bit of something come the college basketball season. I will let Connor talk about that a little bit towards the end of this podcast, but Connor does an amazing job taking a look at the game of college basketball and to be able to follow him on Twitter, that is at HoopsHopeCBB all together. And Connor, it is always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Likewise. Always a pleasure to be on, Greg. And Connor, it is always great that... The game of college basketball, it is never ending in terms of the news that winds up coming about. We're in late July and things are still happening. And both of us, we love our mid-major college hoops. And we also love to be able to clown Tristan Freeman for his weird anti-air quote salads that have absolutely no green in it at whatsoever. For those that want a little bit more on that, just follow us on Twitter. You can get something comedy there. But with that said, with the WAC, they're going to be doing a little bit of a different seating in terms of their conference tournament, where it's not going to be by wins and losses because they don't have a true round robin. You've got unequal schedules. So instead, they're going to be going to analytics a little bit more of a Kempom model. And I think that it is very intriguing because we have seen a lot of the teams that haven't necessarily been one seats in their conference tournament wind up being the teams that wind up being Cinderella's, like Oral Roberts, for example, two seasons ago. They were actually the fourth seed in the Summit League tournament. St. Peter's was not the one seed in the Metro Atlantic tournament. That was actually Iona who wound up having a nice win against Alabama themselves. So I do think that it is intriguing. I would hate to see a scenario which you've got two teams that are at the top of the conference. They've got a equal record going into like the final game. One team winds up winning and then the team that winds up losing due to analytics, they wind up getting the one seed or something like that. That would rub me a little bit the wrong way, but I do think that it's interesting what the WAC has done. And I think that we both be in agreement last few seasons with the WAC, they've done a tremendous job of being able to build up this conference. Yeah, the WAC has done a lot of good things over the last few years, adding those teams out in Texas, which could bring back the WAC as a football conference, going through the motions and not losing a ton of high level, high caliber programs from their basketball conference, I think has been very good for this conference. When it comes to the WAC and their seeding for the conference tournament. Remember, they're not using the Ken Palm to determine who gets into the tournament. So the top records are still getting in. They're just using Ken Palm to seed, which I think is one, smart for a low mid-major like the WAC, where they're going to be a one-bid conference every single year. And they might have a team or two that are capable of being a 14, 13 seed in the NCAA tournament, and you want to protect them. And if they had a tougher overall schedule than, say, the number two or number three teams in what will be the seeding, then those number two and number three teams might end up with a similar or a better record. And so for these conferences that are looking to protect their top teams, we've seen the WCC that has their top two seeds get a bye all the way to the semis. There are conferences that play their tournaments at home sites. And obviously those programs that are the top seeds get home games all the way through. And then we have this, which protects them as a one seed for the teams that they still have to play well, 
But if you have two teams with relatively similar records and one team has played a tougher schedule and one that's clearly tougher in the conference, out of conference for that matter, because that's how the WAC is doing it, is they're using out of conference results as well for the seeding. I think for low and mid-major conferences that are one bid leagues, it's smart from a success in the NCAA tournament perspective to at least try their best to ensure that these top teams get through and get the bid. The only other alternative is really to give the bid to the regular season champion. And I think from a watchability standpoint, because a lot of these conferences don't get watched except for in March, that hurts it. And I also think that if you saw conferences go to the old, you know, I call it the old, the Ivy League format up until five or six years ago, I think that it would be a lot bigger of an uproar about the way the WAC did it. So I think this is a perfectly fine way for the WAC to do it. And I think we could see when these super conferences start to pop up and start to really think about, you know, how are we going to play a full season, an equal schedule when we have 24 plus teams in our conference you're going to have to start thinking about ways to ensure that there's at least some equity in the way that these seeds are handed out. Yep, I do think that that is certainly going to be an issue for a lot of those conferences because, of, like you just said, if we wind up having 16 teams at a conference, unless you're going to play nothing but conference games, there's no way that you wind up being able to play every single team twice. So that is certainly a ball of wax to take a look at as Connor Ope. He does a great job over there at Heat Check CBB. He joins me on the podcast. And something that I'm always a little bit of a believer of as well is that you do want to give your best teams a little bit more of a leg up when it comes to conference tournament. I would not be opposed to something to where we wind up seeing last year with Vermont. If you wind up being like four or five games up on your conference, they just wind up giving the bid to that team. You wind up giving them a little bit of protection. That's something that is a little bit more of a rarity. We see it in like one or two conferences. Stephen F. Austin, when they were in the Southland, just running roughshod those last few seasons where they were like 17-1 and one in conference and everyone else was just fighting for second place. If you just want to give the bid to Stephen F. Austin, I don't disagree there. But the biggest thing I think really hurts these conferences, it's not necessarily like a two or three seed winning because I just laid it out. A team like an Oral Roberts, they were a four seed. They wound up winning the Summit League tournament. We saw what they were able to do making the Sweet 16. St. Peter's, they weren't the champion out there in the Metro Atlantic because I do think that with the conference tournament, what it does is it winds up giving a little bit more of the hot team, which that sometimes can be a little bit more important than really the anti-air quotes, your best team from start to finish, a little bit more of an opportunity. But I think that it's really important to just keep out the slugs because I mean, we remember like Holy Cross in 2016, they had won like something like four or five conference games. And the Patriot League, they wind up getting the bid to the NCAA tournament because they got hot for three or four days. And I recognize that it can make things a little bit exciting for a few days, but I mean, it really does wind up crushing the conference. And I think that that's a big thing. Not necessarily like a two or three seed that gets hot and winds up being able to make the NCAA tournament because sometimes that's actually a little bit better, in my opinion, than the one seed because when it winds up coming down to it, you want to have the hot hand in there. But at the same time, keeping out these teams that they want to going like nine and 21 in the regular season, because they just simply don't belong on the same court as those NCAA tournament teams. Especially now, I think what you're going to start seeing is more of these single big conferences are going to start trying to do this protection because with these teams, these high major conferences going more to the super conference format, it's going to be tougher to make that call at the bubble between a team that won their conference regular season championship is probably in that 11 to 13 range and a team that finishes 
10th or 11th in a in a 16 team conference you want to put you want to put the best teams in not only from a conference perspective where they have a stronger chance of maybe picking up a win and getting an, an additional share but also if you're college basketball like you don't want these teams that are constantly being left out because they have one bad game in their conference tournament but by all accounts they're at the level from a resume perspective as one of these Syracuses or Indianas that are on the bubble. And then you end up giving it to the Syracuse or the Indiana because they just have the better strength of schedule and their resume might be marginally better over a team that deserves to be in there because they have 28, 29, 30 wins. Yeah, that's always something that's so interesting to take a look at. These teams that they wind up having 28 plus wins and getting left out of the NCAA tournament, I always do feel for them. Now, the one protection that you wind up getting for these teams that they wind up winning the regular season in the conference is that they get guaranteed a bid to the NIT if they don't wind up being able to get the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. But I mean, let's call it what it is. It's a big giant whoopty sick could do when you wind up having like Iona wind up going to the NIT. So I doesn't wind up doing a lot for myself. But what I do think is also very fascinating as well is that we've seen a lot of these mid-majors wind up being able to build themselves up by the transfer portal. Now it's going to be tough for some of these mid-majors to wind up becoming two bid leagues because I mean, you've obviously got your tried and true non-power conferences like the Mountain West, like the Atlantic 10, those are going to be conferences that do wind up getting multiple bids into the NCAA tournament. But do you think that there might be a conference or two that might wind up having a team that is worthy of getting in an at-large, of being able to get an at-large bid? Because I take a look at one in particular in Conference USA with what UAB has been able to do. I think that this is a bunch that if they don't wind up winning their conference tournament, they could wind up being able to get an at-large. And I could see it when it's all said and done, them being a top 25 team. They've got that sort of talent. Is there maybe another team or two that you see that might be sort of on that same wavelength as UAB? Because they're the one that really comes to mind for me for this upcoming season. Yeah, for me, I mean, it's tough because a lot of schedules aren't out. And a lot of these teams are almost entirely schedule dependent on what they can or can't do. A team out on the West Coast that I think has the talent to be an at-large team, it just needs to get put together. But they have the talent to, to win a game in the NCAA tournament, if they if they do get that opportunity, is UC Santa Barbara. I mean, they have a high major front court with Miles Norris and Andre Kelly, and their backcourt is pretty dang good as well. You know, I'm not saying that they're going to be an at-large, but if there's a team out west, that I, outside of the Mountain West and the WCC, obviously, that I think can do it, for me, it's going to be that UC Santa Barbara team, just because they have so much talent on that roster. And I think people are going to look at last year and the relative lack of turnover and say, well, it's a wash going from So to Kelly without taking into account the entire beginning to their conference schedule last year was like canceled game after canceled game, guys missing from COVID contact tracing. Like they didn't have a full roster towards the end of the season. And that's when A.J. Mitchell broke out. I think they finished the season nine and two, including their conference tournament games. So UC Santa Barbara of the teams out West, and I'm talking about the the WAC, uh, Big West, Big Sky, and I'll even throw the Summit in there. Those four conferences, the one team that I'm looking at that has the talent to do it 
is UC Santa Barbara. Now, whether they have the schedule and whether they can put it together well enough to get that at-large bid, I'm not sure. But from a talent perspective, I mean, they have a high major talent at almost every position. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, and I think that it's worth repeating just the fact that you've seen so many of these West Coast conferences that are mid-majors wind up poaching the shall we say, mid-range talent, because you mentioned it with Andre Kelly, a guy that wound up averaging 13.5 points at 8.5 rebounds per game at Cal. Legitimately, one of the better big men in the Pac-12. Obviously not the best big man, but at the same time, I would still consider him a top five, top six big man in the Pac-12. Being able to put those guys is big. Also, by the way, to your point on UC Santa Barbara, a guy in Zach Harvey that wanted missing last season, two seasons ago at Cincinnati, shot over 40% for three. That's going to be big for them. So I totally agree with you on UC Santa Barbara, but just the overall landscape of mid-major hoops out there in the West Coast, I think is in very good hands. You mentioned it with the Big West. They've got a lot of guys that are coming in. And then look no further than the Mountain West. You've got three transfers from the California, from the Los Angeles schools, USC and UCLA, they're going to be going to Wyoming. Colorado State, no, no doubt they might have taken a step down, but I like what San Diego State has been able to do here in the transfer portal, picking up Micah Parrish. That's going to be very big for them. They did a good job of being able to bring in Darion Trammell as well from Seattle. So they're going to be locked and loaded once again. And I take a look at just the failures of the Pac-12, a conference that who knows what they're going to be looking like in two seasons. And the biggest beneficiaries of all this has been these West Coast mid-majors. And we had that fear a few years ago that, you know what, perhaps everything that we're seeing in terms of the one-time transfer rule, that's going to wind up dooming these mid-majors. Instead, it has really hurt the Pac-12. And in turn, it's really helped out these mid-majors out there on the West Coast. If you want to go you know, back two years, the fact that you know last year, everyone talked about Peter Kiss transferred to Bryant, exploded from a points-per-game perspective, led the country in scoring at 25.5 points per game in his second year at Bryant after transferring from Rutgers. Aileen Koontz going to Northern Colorado, finished top 10 in the country in scoring, probably should have been the Big Sky Conference Player of the Year had it not been for the fact that Montana State won the conference championship. But he was a guy... Shot 42% from three, 54 from two, got to the line quite often, shot 83% there. Four rebounds as a 6'4 guard, two and a half assists. Like having that level of talent go to Northern Colorado after spending some time as a role player at UC Boulder um, in the Pac 12, like the Pac 12 bleeding talent, mid, you know, mid level rotational talent to these low major conferences and having that talent kind of explode is good for these mid-majors and I think kind of hurts the Pac-12. I know last time I was on, we talked about San Diego poaching a couple of guys from the Pac-12. Jaden Dallaire being the big one from Stanford. Like imagine, you know, Stanford already has some high expectations heading into this year, at least high relative to what they normally are. But imagine how much higher they would be if they kept someone with the athleticism and size of Dallaire on that roster to just have that experience and that kind of third, fourth option role player on their team. 
Yeah, I'm in total agreement with you there. And that was one of these schools that was coming to mind for myself as well. What Steve Lavin is doing over there at San Diego wasn't necessarily in love with the hire at first because I didn't know if he'd be able to adapt to today's game. When he was last at St. John's, it was a team that really didn't take a lot of threes. But he's clearly showing that he's all in on San Diego. And I'm not saying that San Diego is going to be an NCAA tournament team here within the next 24 months or anything like that, but certainly the arrow is trending upward for them and so many of these mid-majors as well. And it's going to be interesting to see what winds up happening this season out there in the WAC as well that we wind up speaking very highly of. And I think that they've done some very good things. I think that it's going to be interesting to see how the seating is going to be going in terms of the conference tournament uh, that winds up taking out. And Connor, I know you're taking note of things like this and so much more. You gentlemen over there at Heat CBB do absolutely amazing work. And I mentioned it at the top. I know that the Hope and Rolf podcast, it's going to be going through a little bit of a rebrand. So tell the people a little bit about what's going on there. You don't have to give away the whole thing because I know that you guys have a lot in the works for this upcoming college basketball season, but let the good people at home know about that and just everything that you've got going on and how people can follow along at social media and other platforms. You can follow me at HeatCheckCBB. I'm going to try and put some out some more written work, especially in the coming months. You can follow me on Twitter at HoopsHopesCBB. As you mentioned, our podcast, we've, we've taken a little bit of a break, going through a little bit of a rebrand. I won't spoil too much on that, but you can expect a little bit more video content to come out. We're going to try and pull in Riley Davis because he's been a great, you know, on mic guy with us as a guest. We kind of wanted to put him more into a, a regular rotation on the podcast, looking to have more media guys come and join us, maybe some coaches and players throughout the season. We're going to make it a little bit of a bigger operation over the next couple of months. Hopefully everyone listening can, can join us for this ride. And it's going to be a very fun one, and it is going to be an amazing college basketball season this year. We've seen a lot of movement, not just with transfers, but over 55 new coaches in new places. He checks CBB, doing a great job of getting set for the upcoming season. Connor, a big part of that. And like he just mentioned, the Hope and Rolf podcast going through a little bit of a rebrand, and it is going to be absolutely tremendous to see what those gentlemen wind up putting out. And it's always great to have Connor on this podcast. Big thanks to him for joining me right here on Coast Coast Soups. Now part of the Visa Family Podcast. If you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Cuz Cuz Soups, you're able to subscribe wherever you your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, what I be for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GUNIT underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters CM. I mean, does that matter? So as per usual, please send these into the timeline. The other way is via an Apple Podcast review. If you're in this podcast, five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. I'm going to be coming at you guys every single day on this podcast during the offseason. It is going to be the news and also college basketball, long conference previews, and then once we get in-season, picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. So I will chat at you guys once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. 
Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to a Cross Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.